Welcome to Pod Me If You Can, I'm David Farrell. And I'm Lloyd Hughes. And today's film discussion is on the Liam Neeson thriller, The Grey. Please be aware we have seen the film and are discussing it after the fact, so spoilers, be aware. Uh, Lloyd, this was your pick. Um, what was your first hearing well, of... Um, I, I, just at work, um, everyone was talking about this, um, The Grey and Liam Neeson, and um, then people were mentioning, oh, uh, are you guys going to do a podcast on it? And I just didn't even think about it, but um, but everyone was so enthusiastic when they talked about it, and I thought, all oh, right, yeah, let's let's do show. this. Yeah, Give but it show. wasn't recommended on Facebook or at Twitter or anything. But, it was just um, word of mouth. It was just word of mouth, yeah, and I just got intrigued about it. I went, okay, yeah. Um, I like Joe Carnahan. I was a big fan of Narc. I th- said this guy's going to be one of the big up-and-coming directors, and he hasn't really fulfilled that. I like Smoke and Aces. Not many people liked it. I didn't it's like it. a bit a- of a mess. Yeah, it's a bit of all over the place, but I liked it. It had a really interesting flavor. Um, uh, A-Team was a big hit, but I didn't like A-Team at all. Now, for me, A-Team, uh, obviously Liam Neeson plays Hannibal yep. in the A-Team movie. Uh, so he's formed a friendship with Liam Neeson, the director. Yes. And that's why he's got Liam Neeson in this film. Oh, definitely. Now, IMDb says that... Um, Bradley Cooper was the original choice for the main character. He's the handsome one. Oh, the right. face, I think he is. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so he would have been too polished for the role. Well, it seems like, I know, this role requires some maturity. You know, you want somebody who feels like he's lived a life. Definitely. This is his second life, almost. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Um, and, yeah, and now he comes the grey, so... It's really a choice because, um, again, word of mouth, people were so enthusiastic about this movie and, um, of course, the director attracted me as well. Now, um, Liam Neeson's really picked up some speed since Taken. Oh, yeah, I want to talk about that. He's become like a Charles Bronson, hasn't he? He's Mm. become this action and he's good, you know? It's like, uh, this is Schindler's List. This is Obi-Wan. This is like a guy... Or Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, oh, jeez. Obi-Wan's wow. Ewan McGregor. You're absolutely right. That's, <laughs> that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what was his other... He was always like a father figure. I think it was um, uh, that English movie, Love Actually, I think he was in. Yep, he yeah, was the father of the, else, the yeah. little boy who was in yeah. love. Yep. Yeah, and he's perfect as that role. And then there's this left turn he's taken, and he's this hardcore... And I'm not talking just about any action star. He's like a hardcore action star. It's like he's done it his whole life. Like, Taken's one of my favourite action movies, yeah. you know? Um, and I haven't seen Unknown, but he's making a, a string of movies like that. And definitely The Grey is, is kind of like an action, you know, hardcore role. Definitely a hardcore kind of guy. Yeah, now, well, I want to talk first about how this is quite an achievement to make this in 40 days. That's 40 days? 40 days. No way. Yeah. Okay. But you've got to think all the wolves added in CGI later. Yeah, no, that's that. that in fact, that, that was, we'll probably get to this, but that was the biggest issue I had with the film was the CGI wolves. wolves. Oh, well, just wolves don't act like that. <laughs> I, I just thought they, it might as well have been Jason Voorhees hunting them down one by one. Yep. If you go with it, the wolves are killing these people one by one, or if you're one of those people. Um, who watch a lot of nature documentaries and go, hold on, wolves don't do that. You know, they're like scavengers. They don't hunt people down. Um, yeah. I'm glad you brought this up. This yeah. will lead very nicely into this article I found. Excellent. Uh, it's from the LA Times, and it's written by Renee Lynch. Yep. And it's from January 28th, 2012. And it's titled, The Grey Slammed for Bloodthirsty Portrayal of Wolves. So straight away, <laughs> you can see where they're going with this. The Grey... The survival thriller starring Liam Neeson as a man who must battle bloodthirsty wolves to survive is poised to reign at the box office this weekend. There you go. I'm really dating this. <laughs> if not 
But if not, but not if, rather, animal rights activists have anything to say about it. The film stars Neeson as an oil refinery sharpshooter who finds himself fighting the elements and bloodthirsty wolves after a plane crash. As might be expected, harsh outcomes abound for man and beast. But animal rights activists say the film is folly and will only add to the persistent misrepresentation in TV, film and literature of the wolf as an aggressive, man-hunting creature. In fact, experts say, wolves fear humans mm. and avoid interaction at all costs. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. Yeah, you're right. But uh, the writers paint a pack of wolves living in the Alaskan wilderness as bloodthirsty monsters, intent on killing every survivor of a plane crash by tearing each person limb from limb. Uh, that's from a representative from PETA. And uh, in reality, wild wolves are shy and elusive. A person in wolf country has a greater chance of being hit by lightning yep. than being injured by a wolf. I've heard those statistics as well. Yeah, which is a bit of a mess. Yeah. I mean, it's a film. We know it's a film. Yeah. Uh, it's. I think uh, Joe Carnahan was saying it's more about the guys going through this than about the wolves. But I don't know. It's, it, it's a slasher film, um, structurally. And it might, it could have ju- you could have replaced the wolves with any monster from any horror movie, and it would have been the exact same movie, you know, like um, structurally. Yes. But it's so well made. I think um, the acting is phenomenal. Um, just the way the camera moves and everything, like the settings. I think, yeah, as you say, forty days. That just hearing that now, just wow, really forty days. Yeah, I um, thought I would start with a positive statistic, like yeah. forty days. Because I didn't really like the film that much. Oh, you don't like the film? Yeah, no, I, I didn't mind the film. I, yeah, I didn't I'm mind the film. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't mind the film. The biggest issue, again, was the wolves. It was just ridiculous. It's hard to get, like, wolves to do what you want, though. Hence oh, yeah. the CGI. No, that, that was probably a smart choice. But it looked... Didn't it take you out of it? When you look... Oh, that's a CGI'd wolf. You know? The, now, you probably watched this on your own, just yeah, on DVD? just on my own, yeah. Okay. I actually rented this on iTunes, and i got to say, it looked fantastic. Um, I rented a HD version of it. It took a while to download. Eventually, once internet becomes really, you know, fast, I think this is going to be the future. We just... Sure. What movie do you want to watch? You know? Yep, there you know. it is. Um, yeah, I watched it with a few people. Okay. Um, with my wife and with some of my brothers and stuff. And so, when something silly happened, or when... Uh, the dialogue was particularly terrible. Yeah. Or a wolf did something silly. Sure. We all sort of laughed. Oh, really? Oh, no. I think, I think this film would have been very different watching it at the movies. Now, if people who are listening to this have seen it at the movies, I'm guessing everyone in the cinema, you know, was jumping and it was this really enveloping kind of atmosphere uh, that just sucked you right into wow, it. Wow, okay. But watching it at home, I was just like, this is Everything was taken away, yeah, yeah. We were trying to guess which stereotype character would die next and... <laughs> You know, just sort of... I know. Laughing. Oh, the black dude's still uh, still surviving. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. good was that car... Uh, the airplane crash at the beginning? Yeah, look, he got thrown from the plane. Yeah, right? yeah. He woke up far away from the plane. Um, and if you've seen the pilot episode of Lost, Matthew Fox's character Jack gets thrown from the plane, wakes up, uh, and walks sort of around a corner almost, which is a bit hard to believe but the same sort of thing happens here there's a ridge yeah you go over it and you see the mass of destruction this was very very similar and then matthew fox's character runs around helping people yeah the same way liam neeson's did. sure yeah yeah and it's bizarre to me that he was thrown from the plane uninjured yeah i mean he's sort of limping later because of a wolf attack we'll get to that but unscathed by the airplane unscathed yeah, by yeah. the airplane um now the thing about this is when lost did it everybody said oh, it's purgatory, they're all dead, this island is limbo. This was the first season. 
and the producers all had to say no it's not like that this is that they're very much alive things you know are weird on the island and stuff um so initially i'm watching this film thinking this is very similar similar to lost where the yeah that's a good point um yeah there's the snow instead of a beach really um but the sort of the gray i was wondering if the title meant sort of that gray area between life and death like if it is a sort of purgatory and i noticed this film takes uh gives no finite explanation there's nothing so solid here that we can say that is exactly what happened but you, that's you a can argue. very interesting point yeah no I, I can see that like this is their hell sort of thing well they're last they're sort of figuring out you know the last things they have to do before they die and yes. they're sort of I mean not to say this is actually how it is just how I started reading it and the, the guy with glasses Dermot Mulroney he's like uh, remembering how his daughter used to brush her hair on his face and stuff yep. and, and like uh, you know they had little bits from their life which seemed almost unfinished and sure. they had to accept that they were dead or something. Yeah, yeah. Just sort of made me think, oh, so they're all going to eventually one by one. Yes, and die. Just, yes. And uh, yeah, you, you know, the big, uh, you know, the ending at the beginning, pretty much like what, once the first wolf attacks a guy, you're like, oh, okay. Oh, so all... the wolves are going to attack everyone. Yeah. 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 One. They're all going to die at the end. You no know? way. Another death by wolf attack. <laughs> I was surprised when one died in the blizzard because that was, seems a bit out of anywhere. Oh yeah, because he dies of the sickness, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He gets the altitude. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was sad. And then oh. there was also the bit where the the glasses guy fell, and obviously he got taken by wolves. Yeah, so. yeah. Just like oh, they jumped on him right away. But I mean, straight away, this film is doing a big uh, voiceover. It's like a job at the end of the world, a salaried killer for a big petroleum company. I forgot completely. I didn't hear petroleum company. I, I, I don't know what sort of put there. two and two together when they kept going on about work and stuff like yeah. that. But slowly I realized maybe Joe Garnahan doesn't even care about all that. It's all about the emotion of them going through, which I kind of liked. Um, okay, but he geez, says... That, you bring up an interesting point. I've got a whole different look on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just what I was thinking because yeah, yeah. I remember all that sort of uh, controversy with Lost and how they were saying oh it's purgatory they're all dead how would they survive a plane crash yeah, and you can read that without being the hurt yeah, and yeah. that exact same sort of thing happened with Otway or Otway uh, Liam Neeson's character well um, that would justify the mi- um, the mythic wolves wouldn't it like yes. them they're, they're like these dog hounds from hell that are bringing them in sort of thing well they just the way they attack too and I know this was probably due to CGI is that they just sort of out of nowhere kind of yeah. brush across it, the screen yeah it's too ridiculous wolves don't do that as yeah. well yeah and yeah. they sneak right up and go I, I'm not a wolf expert but I've oh. seen enough documentaries to know that come on man <laughs> what's funny is Liam Neeson was a wolf expert in this he was oh like yes hot yeah. way his character yeah. um he was all like oh wolves have a radius of this many miles it's and science we're in the den and it was just like oh, really i mean i know he his job was to shoot the wolves but that doesn't mean he had to know everything about them sure like he sees a wolf he shoots a wolf you know yeah yeah well, i think most guys who live out in the fringe in that area just pick all that stuff up over the years yeah yeah it's science <laughs> the group of guys Ex-cons, fugitives, drifters, men uh, yeah. unfit for mankind. <laughs> is that what the tagline is? No, that I'll tell you the tagline in a minute. <laughs> um, that's the opening. 
That's he, he says that in his opening oh, okay, monologue. Oh, sure, yeah. His voiceover. Where the and, voiceover explains everything for us. And it's like in the... To um, too much. Yeah, that's right. It's in the uh, the bar as well. Yeah, yeah, where it really establishes what kind of guys... Yeah, no, I, I've, I've probably met guys. Like, there's the grunts, you know, that do the grunt work. Um, I worked at a place, Total Care. I, I think the name has changed. And it's just linen. In fact, linen through it. Like, I worked in the... You um, wash linen. Yeah, you wash linen. And you think, oh, it's easy. It's actually really hard. And there was, like, a, like the guy guys there like really hardy you know some of them have been um we have our prison our closest prison is called kwambi that's our nickname for it um some have been from there you know nice enough guys but you can tell they're pretty hard men you know they, they like the liquor like you know and stuff like that yeah, yeah. well the, the other thing about this was and I'll, first i'll just say um you know, doing that linen thing, you see that done in prison. Like, in yeah, all these yeah, prison yeah. movies, <laughs> y- your job was basically... Yeah, it was that. <laughs> ...was, uh, you know, as if you were in prison working yeah, yeah, minimum yeah. wage. <laughs> well, I mean, somebody must have read this script and said, nobody's cursing enough, because everybody cursed every few minutes <laughs> in this script. Yeah. I mean, I know it's a life-or-death situation. Sure. But it is constant. Yeah. Yeah, unnecessarily, too. It sort of took me out of it as well. Like curse words should be used in a film to emphasize something yeah like if somebody curses right before something big happens it makes it bigger almost yeah. you know they're punctuation marks you can't punctuate everything anyway the tagline which you asked about obviously uh his dad liked poetry and had that one poem uh that once I, more into the fray was it it was once more into the fray into the last good fight i'll ever know Live and die on this day, live and die on this day. So, one of those lines is the tagline. Which one do you think it is? Uh, once more into the fray. <laughs> Damn it. It's live... It, you think it would be live and die on this day, yeah. right? The tagline was changed to live or die on this day instead of and. Oh, to give a little bit of hope. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because that tells us straight away he's going to live and die yeah, yeah. on this day. Oh, they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're going to live, they're going to die, we're going to watch them all die. Live or die implies that one of them might survive, which I think is almost false advertising sure. to change that. And that annoyed me. It was on the box. I'm sure it was on the poster. It says yeah, the yeah. tagline, you know. No, you've got to give the audience a bit of hope. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Live or die? <laughs> um, all right. So, no black box on the plane? I've got... Uh, do you think they'd be smart enough to know that there's a black box? Are you saying they should have it's got the black box? It's pretty common knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, well, whether or not... There was just never acknowledged. Sure. Um, whether they should get the black box for the flight recording or whether they should stay with the plane. I, I, yeah, I, I thought staying with the plane would have been better and just bunkering up inside. Yeah, I don't know. But it would have been um, like a movie where they all just stood around the plane the whole time. There's a Dennis Quaid movie called Flight of the Phoenix where they crash this plane and it's called the Phoenix or something. I'm not 100% sure on that. But they're trying to fix it to make it fly again so they can all get out of there. And they're in the middle of the desert. So the whole film sort of takes place around this plane, which would have made it pretty boring. So you need to have a reason for them to go to the trees and keep going and keep going. So when Liam Neeson's character, Otway, says, we've got to go to the tree line, you know, maybe we can create a, a perimeter or whatever. He goes, I don't know. He sort of says, I don't know, in this way that it's like, and they're like, you don't know, do you? And stuff. But then they all do it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Sure, because yeah. freezing temperatures, I feel like they would have stayed with the only shelter they had. Or if they'd gone to the trees, maybe they would have tied themselves in the trees, you know, with belts and stuff. and Like in Hunger Games or something. Yeah. yeah. Just stay at the top. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I just didn't, their actions didn't make sense. Yeah, uh, i got no idea. <laughs> and also, for him being an, a wolf expert... 
really silly ideas, like he's trying to outrun wolves in the snow. And, um, yeah, there's that scene where the wolf is attacking the woman's body. She was like a flight attendant or something. And Otway runs at him and is like, oh, get off her and stuff. And he gets bitten and, like, you know, messes up his leg. And, like, a minute ago before that, he's all about, like, the best way to survive. And then he goes and runs at a wolf. Yeah, yeah. You know? And it seems such a silly idea. Sure. You know, and I didn't particularly gravitate towards these characters. Like I said, they're like the scum of the earth. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah. So why do I like them? You know? Like well, some, why care about them? Why, why am yeah, I... Yeah. Why do I want them to live? Sure, because, yeah, yeah. you know, at the beginning of the film, I don't really care. He's about to put a gun in his mouth. Yeah. He's got a death wish anyway. Exactly. Yeah. So it's almost fitting... <laughs> But not, you know, it's, it's not <laughs> nice to think. But the, that whole, um, I just want to get back to that airplane crash again. Like yep. just the setup of, and they're all in the plane talking to each other. Really tight camera shots. Yeah, it didn't feel so real. There was just something about it, just how they were talking to each other. And then the first bit of turbulence, mm. and you see the worry in each of their faces, like what's going on. And some of them joke, and then some of them are serious. And then then one guy takes it a bit too far, the joking. And they're like, just the shut jerky up. guy. Yeah, yeah. Flannery, I think. Yeah, and it just felt so real, like. I was in that airplane and then the whole turbulence started happening and then oh, I thought it was one of the best airplane disasters I've ever seen put the film like it just I don't know just something about it just seems so real and mm. then um, Liam Neeson grabs the seatbelt and just hugs it yeah. yeah oh man that was frightening it was frightening <laughs> it, was, it was the tight camera angles yeah. I think and the way it was sort of you only got their faces and yeah yeah and, and of course the performances as well that was yeah. that was fantastic yeah sure no yeah. the look performances were adequate for this kind sure. of film yeah yeah you know I just thought um, the film itself just felt like it was flawed yeah yeah well it was a it just became a horror film it was a horror <laughs> film wasn't it I mean let me ask you did you want any of them to survive did you I, I, a couple I, of them would make I it I gotta out? say um it wasn't until and this might seem like how did you make it this far but um <laughs> At the very, um, towards the end when that guy gives him the wallet and says, introduces his name, he goes, yes, look, this is my I'm first John. name. I yeah. was, I was like, wow. And there's that shot, like he, 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 throughout the progress of the film, he's like a really negative guy. He wants to pick a fight with Liam Neeson and so forth. And then, um, at the end, he's so exhausted. He goes, look, I've, I'm not going to go on anymore. You guys just go on. He gives him the wallet yeah. and he just sits down there and he just looks out into this beautiful, I, I don't know where it is. Um, scenery. Alaska. I'm assuming Alaska. <laughs> and the camera's just dollying in behind him mm. and we hear the wolves approaching, but yes. he just doesn't care. He's lost in his own world. I thought that was beautiful. And then at that part... That was probably I, the best, one of the best shots of the oh, film. Oh yeah, it was, it was stunning. Area. And it was a beautiful scene as well. Yeah. The the way the build up and I was talking. Which is why you can't have it all set at the plane because you've got to get to beautiful yes, areas no, like Right, yeah, you got to show off your scenery. Yep. Um, and then at that point, I was like, oh, man, I really hope these last two guys survive. I just hope they survive because you're so every moment of this film you just hit over the head and you get so miserable towards the end you're like oh man come on and then the guy drowns he falls and I'm like, oh that's the, so unfair and the, and the drowning as well i was thinking his legs caught right yeah why didn't liam neeson dive under he yeah. would have saw it if he can't lift him just go under but even like if the guy was obviously panicking but as well his foot went down couldn't he sort of pull his foot up or point or anything it's he just kept panicking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just shocked Liam Neeson to put two to two together when he couldn't lift him up. Just go down. I don't know, but maybe it would have been hard. I'm not sure. But he I sort was of like, seemed to give up. Oh. He, gave him, he gave him mouth to mouth and gave him a little bit of air. Yeah, and yeah. just sort of gave up. Yeah. 
But then he was doing that whole shouting at God stuff. Yeah, yeah. Which was an interesting little scene. Yeah, yeah. That was Gives it a big sort of religious tone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know and about that. And that cold, um, like, nothingness, the no answer, and he has mm. to face the wolves. But, um, uh, well, yeah, I'll talk about the ending right now, I guess. When um, when he's, sit- when he's um, sitting there and he puts all the um, wallets in front of him, and he takes the broken glass, puts it around. Oh my gosh, that was so cool! And then um, I think he gets he out a knife. A knife to one. He tapes hand, a knife to one hand. And the bottles. To and the, the bottle. And we finally see the reveal of his flashbacks that his wife died of a cancer or some, you know, some disease. It doesn't like matter. Cancer. Yeah, it doesn't matter what it is. The point is, she died of something, and his life has been miserable. Sort of like a Solaris. She, did, in a she way. didn't leave him. Like yeah. we've been led to believe. Yes, yes, she died. Yeah. Although I got so sick of seeing that one bit of flashback where she goes, "Don't be afraid." Yeah, yeah, I know. It's tricky if you're going to have a flashback structure because you're going to exhaust the audience. You might as well reveal it right away, yep. or you know, like uh, it's a tricky thing. Only well, Ennio Morricone got away with it in Once Upon a Time in the West. For those big fans of Ennio Morricone, oh sorry, Sergio Leone. Explain. Um, um, well, you just see Charles Bronson's character, the No Name. He's after revenge. He. It's not fully explained why he's after um, Henry Fonda. Like he's um, he's just going. I, I just want you. I just want to have a shootout with you. You know, the whole the whole film builds up, and we only see fragments. I think it built. It's only we see two flashbacks, and then finally at the end. But Sergio Leone is a phenomenal director, probably the best action film director of all time. And then we finally see the reveal that um, Henry Fonda killed um, his brother, and in a way that's so shocking. Um, and then at that brief moment when they pull out their guns to blast each other, you really feel, oh man, I hope he gets him. You know, you charge full of energy. Mm-hmm. This one, yes, you were so exhausted. You're it's like, oh, just tell us already. <laughs> now, one one that I thought of that was done much better was for Signs, where um, Mel oh Gibson's, yes, Signs is good. Yeah, yeah. Mel Gibson spoilers for Signs. Uh, it's been a few years though, 2002 or something, maybe a decade. Um, in Signs, Mel Gibson's wife has passed away. And he's a single father at the beginning of the film. And uh, we get to find out what exactly happened to her. And they show this scene where each time they show us the scene, it goes a little further and a little further and a little closer. And it's more intriguing because you get lines of dialogue. You get, you know, I don't think you should go there and stuff, you know. and, And until the end, almost the end of the film, where he remembers it and it gives him kind of uh, inspiration, like, and makes him realize what she was saying. Sure. That he believes in science and stuff. Yeah. Good film. Um, here, though, I thought he was going to put down all those wallets and use them as a source of strength because it seemed like he was making very slow steps. He was barely able to keep going. And he was going to remember all those people and remember that he had to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he sort of collapsed to his knees and then he started crying a bit and he gave up and I was like, uh, this is a bit anticlimactic. Now, don't you think, though, that when it cuts to black and the credits start... That you missed something? Yeah. Well, it's interesting in Twitter, everyone goes on about, yeah, go, go watch The Grey. Like, everyone's enthusiastic on Twitter about The Grey. Mm. Um, go watch Liam Neeson punch some wolves. And I'm like, does they mean at the end he punched a wolf or and we got it censored or something like that? Yeah, I felt like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I think they're referring... It's like they're setting up for a big climax. Yeah, They've yeah. mentioned the alpha a lot. We want to see that. It's almost as if they went, ah, oh, we can't afford to do that. <laughs> it's going to look silly. So no, no I, I don't think that at all. I, I think that they, they edited it as, as they intended. Like, he's going to die, but he's going to die with a fight. You know, that's the whole point of it. Um, and he's very blunt, too. There's yeah. that scene where he says to uh, Luke in the plane, he's like, 
you're going to die, Luke. You know? Yeah, yeah. He's like, let it wash over you and all that, you know, sort of envelops you and stuff. That was a good Liam Neeson. <laughs> oh, cheers. Well, we'll have to play this back and see. Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty horrible. Sort of sets the scene that it's going to be a one-by-one death yeah. film, though. Yeah. And then it's weird, because Diaz, the jerk who's giving up at the end, giving yeah. his wallet and stuff, he... Um, he says, is it like what you said? Does it just kind of wash over you or whatever? Or come, you know, whatever he says. I can't remember the exact line. And uh, Liam Neeson's like, yes. And I'm thinking, has Liam Neeson died? Does he know how it feels to die? You know, it just washes over you. Like, yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a death expert as well as a wolf expert. Sure, yeah, you know? yeah. Things like this frustrated me. I was like, really? Because <laughs> he said it to the other guy who was dying to make him feel better and mm. accept that he was dying because they weren't going to be able to save him. Sure. You know, and that felt like in the moment, the guy needed to hear what he needed to hear. But then to say it to the guy who's just giving up, shouldn't he say, it's nothing like that? It's incredibly painful. You should keep coming with us. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I was annoyed at how easily that guy gave up, though it was a nice scene. Yeah, like yeah. a picturesque scenery. Sure, yeah. And he was like, that's all for me. And I was like, yeah, I guess. And he wasn't going to be swayed from his opinion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's what they should have done with everyone, though. When everybody gave up or got bitten by wolves, they should have left them. They kept turning around and going, charging at wolves to save every person. At a certain point, you got to worry about the group. <laughs> And you've got to let the people who are injured go first to set the pace, you know, so that all of them walk together yeah, and yeah. the weakest person isn't at the back. Sure, That's yeah. what wolves are looking for, yeah, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And I mean, I know this article from the LA Times I mentioned says wolves aren't bloodthirsty. Yeah. I know they're not bloodthirsty. But I'm, in I'm this just universe, going with this yeah, universe, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, saying this is what they would do. Yeah, and being such a wolf expert, he's not making practical thinking, practical decisions that you yourself are coming up with. Seems like common this sense. And, yeah, yeah, and you're not a wolf expert. You're just like, wouldn't it be better if you... T- <laughs> I mean, also, one guy standing guard, it feels like they're waiting till they're one-on-one so they can pick them off. Or no, one-on-seven or whatever, you know. So they can pick them off. And having one guy stand guard feels like a mistake. And as soon as he goes to the bathroom, he gets, yeah. you know, bitten by wolves yeah, and killed. Yeah. Um, and as well, he had that knife in those bottles, but he waited till he was with the Alpha. Like, couldn't he have used them earlier no, against know. any other wolves? I think at that point, um, because the wolves were going to attack him and he just got ready and then the wolves sort of went away and then the big Alpha's revealed, I'm going to take out the last guy. Yeah. yeah. Or something. Now, um, did you see the scene after the credits? No. There was a scene after the credits? Yeah. Ah, oh, damn. That's going to be annoying for you, isn't damn. it? Damn. My renting also ran out. (laughs) Here is the scene. I will paint you a word picture. Okay. So it lasted about uh, 12, 15 seconds, right? And it's a dolly shot from left to right. And it goes from left to right. It's following the back of a wolf that seems like it's lying there, right? And it's breathing in and out. And uh, the shot goes across. And on the top right corner of frame, it's Liam Neeson's head leaning back into the wolf. Almost as if... And the wolf sort of stops breathing. And then it ends. And it's sort of almost as if they've killed each other. As if he's killed the Alpha with his knife and his bottles. Right. But he's lying there bleeding to death. And his head sort of moves a little bit in that. But he's lying on top of the wolf that's also kind of... Breathing is slowing. Sure. So yeah, it's saying almost that... I mean, it's ambiguous. It doesn't really tell yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's sort of as if they've killed each other. Wow, okay. He's taken out... Well, well I interpret it anyway. Liam Neeson's going to die, but he was going to give one hell of a fight. <laughs> I was sort of thinking, how would I like this to end? 
uh, while I was watching. I would it. have liked um, the last two guys to survive to make it to maybe it make felt like two people would have survived if any. It's yeah, yeah, like a predator ending. Like he builds a trap. Come on, if it bleeds, we can kill it. Ah, oh, I can do yeah. a better Arnold Schwarzenegger impression. That sorry. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, like yeah. if it bleeds. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't. I, I just woke up my throat. Um, it would have been cool if they went. We got to make a stand here, you know, and then yes. they build traps and stuff like that. And they well, did he ever punch a wolf? He sort of did when he. Uh, t- I don't know. They, it, all over Twitter, they seem to say, "Yeah, he did punch a wolf." He must have when at he the was beginning protecting that girl. Yeah, yeah, I when guess. She was, well, she was dead. She was just getting bitten into. And he sure, was like, yeah, yeah. But maybe they ever interpreted because he did go for a slashing motion yeah. at the end, and it cuts to black. So maybe that's the punch. I, I don't know. Yes, that's a bit weak. If but yeah, I would have liked to have seen them cause a trap, like maybe kill the alpha, the wolves. Or scrambling and then that's enough time for them to get away a helicopter comes just sunny to give him hope when he was yelling up at the sky at god i thought maybe a helicopter would come then yeah that would be know, cool. and yeah, rescue yeah. him and then maybe uh they would have had to go back to the crash site and he would have given the wolves a look you know or something i don't know give me that gun Doosh. Doosh. Bit, what are you doing it's a, bit, <laughs> a bit frustrating because it's like as humans we're going for the humans and they eventually all get killed by wolves and it's a shame that Bear Grylls wasn't on the plane, or uh, somebody who was a big man vs. wild fan. <laughs> you know, wolves don't attack people. Like, oh, <laughs> exactly. Well, that would have been annoying. What kind of wolves are these? <laughs> but you're right. Really, the wolves are monsters that could have been anything. Yes, you know? exactly. That, that I, I didn't mind the film as much. Um, yes, I thought it was so predictable. Everyone's going to get killed off one by one. The biggest issue I had with it was the wolves. I just couldn't believe that. Like. I know Joe Carnahan is going to say, no, no, it's not about the wolves, it's not about the wolves, it's about the people dying, but I don't know, yeah. if you're going to project with a wolf expert and then, uh, you know, tell the facts about wolves and go, oh, well, the number one fact about wolves is they don't actually do that, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, they, they don't actually attack like that, so that was the biggest issue with it. And maybe the CGI wolves I didn't like as well. Um, Look, for me it was that they seem like they're in danger at yeah. certain points in the in the film. Uh, when they're making their move from the fuselage to the trees, right? They're running for the tree line. I think Flannery gets killed. Yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah, and they go back and That was in the blizzard snow when they're all walking very slow. Yeah, yeah. And he was at the back and he got picked off. Then they run to the trees and there are like seven or eight wolves, you know? Um, To have the wolves have a standoff with the humans earlier than that, that was like just to show the wolves are the enemy kind of thing, which is a little unbelievable. But okay. Don't don't look away. <laughs> just, just keep staring at them. Don't no, nobody step back. Um, anyway, they run to the trees, and then they have time when they get to the trees to like light a fire. That the wolves are suddenly not a threat anymore. Mm. You know, I was just like, oh, where'd they go? Like, shouldn't they've been getting them? You know, like they're in tr- they're in danger. Then they're not in danger. Yeah, like, yeah. When they uh, are running into the water and the freezing water that should have probably killed them sure. hypothermia and stuff yeah yeah um they're able to then just climb out onto the bank and the wolves aren't there anymore it's like well where are they you know like i would pick them off do you mean um when the guy drowns in that water uh no when they're trying to get away and they kind of go downstream and eventually that's what happens oh yes um but they go downstream just a little bit sure and so the wolves didn't follow them downstream, you know, kind of thing. Like, suddenly the wolves just seem to conveniently appear when, yeah, when it's convenient, yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's such a downer of an ending. Like, it was very well done when Liam Neeson makes his last stand and then the reveal and the music build up and then the poem. And then he makes this, you know, his 
makes this motion like I'm gonna you know that that was really well done but you wanted another five minutes in that movie yeah yeah I would want another five minutes and I just want a little bit of hope maybe like it's just so Pretty relentless down, yeah, yeah it's just like <sighs> I mean what's the message is that like don't go to Alaska and work on an oil refinery <laughs> at the end of the world that's a good point what is the message if you if you're working in a place where somebody is snipering wolves who might be about to get you <laughs> You know, that's a pretty full-on job. Yeah, yeah. And then you're getting, like, the ricketiest plane in the world that's going to fly in a snowstorm. Like, yeah, these yeah. are bad decisions as it is. <laughs> Someone on IMDb was saying that the whole thing is what happens after he shoots himself. That's a good point. And it brings it back to your point when you related it to Lost. And I think that, yeah, I think that's an interesting point. That these guys are dead and these wolves are the hounds of hell bringing mm. them in. That's cool. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Into yeah. the grave. And live and die on this day really yeah. bugged me, you know. But would you eat a wolf? Like you've seen, they've said it tastes grizzly and stuff. I would have eaten it. Under those circumstances? Under those circumstances? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching that scene of all of them around the campfire, right? And I was thinking, at some point I'll bet someone recuts the grey and makes it like a boys camping bonding film. Like a trailer. You know how they recut <laughs> Yeah, trailers? like Mrs. Doubtfire, they made it into a horror film. <laughs> Yeah, and there's another good one of The Shining where it looks like a family-friendly Yeah, that was, the, that was the start. Yeah, yeah, that was very well done. Yeah, so someone's <clears> probably <throat> going to... Re- if it hasn't been done, someone's going to recut the grey and make it like a boys' bonding camping <laughs> trip because there's so much laughing and, you know, sort of just best friends kind of shots in there. In those... Yeah. But everyone was a stereotype to me. There was, like, yes. the Mexican guy, the religious guy, the guy with glasses. He was the leader. There was a rude jerk. There was a black guy. Yep. It was like one yep. of each. Like they no fell ones. into typical mechanics of a horror film, yeah. Yes. And, I mean, they easily could have had a couple of women survive. Kind of thing, couldn't they? Maybe. <laughs> I think the I think the point... I think it's proven that women can't survive these <laughs> airplane crashes, according to this film. <laughs> just, just this film, though. Yeah, just this film. <laughs> um, look, I think the poem says... You know, the meaning of the poem that his father wrote by the way, his father didn't look anything like him <laughs> in the flashbacks. Um, but that's just casting. <laughs> look, the, I think the point of the poem is that you keep fighting, you never give up. You know, you live and die, you know. Go down swinging. And that sort of thing. So I can't help but think, though, that the phrase the grey would have rhymed in nicely instead of repeating the last line twice. Yeah. Live and die on this day, something, 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 the grey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. feels like a bit of a missed opportunity. <laughs> Um, Dermot Mulroney, who's been in a bunch of these, like, uh, little sort of parts in films these days. He's looking old. But he does look a lot like Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., the guy with glasses. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Didn't yeah, he yeah. look like Iron yes, Man. Yes, There's a couple did. of scenes where you're like, is that Robert Downey Jr.? <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> yeah. But he lost his identifier. When he's climbing on that rope, he loses his glasses. Then you know he's not going to make it. <laughs> yeah, he was screwed then. Yeah, but it was just like, I bet it would have been a really different experience in a cinema if you'd sat down and watched and it. And yeah, you had the atmosphere and stuff. Because it seems really laughable. Yeah. Doesn't it? Well, I, I again, I had my issues um, with the film, The Wolves and everything and how typical it was, but there are strokes of brilliance in this. It's very well it's mostly made. mostly to do with the acting, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's it, a few really good performances. Yeah, in yeah. And it's very well made. Like, it... it as basic a horror B-grade sort of structure this film is, it's still, um, uh, like, I don't know, the everything they brought to it, and I'm shocked to hear it's shot in 40 days again, but um, just with the plane crash and how they're... Uh, 
er, the the costumes and the standoff and everything is just very well made. You know, it's just very well. Um, uh, it's just going through the motions. Really, yeah, isn't yeah, it? but mean, but still, like I was the, I was worried that when people run against a white background like snow, yeah, often you can't get any sense of speed. Sure, because it just looks or like space somebody, as well. <laughs> yeah. Like how close are they? Exactly, and but neither can they, I guess. So, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that was sort of handled pretty well. I thought you had enough cuts to kind of jar you as well sure, as yeah, yeah. yeah not not realize that they're just running against yeah. a white backdrop so yeah look this was based on a short story oh okay right whenever i hear that i'm a bit skeptical <laughs> because i mean i always worry that there's not enough to stretch out into a full two-hour film yeah you know, this is an hour v- and very half, few movies make it uh, great adaptations from short i think uh rear window is probably the greatest triumph that, mm. that was just a short crime movie and blown out to a yeah nine years, but that was hitchcock you know yeah you i mean do anything some amazing <laughs> visuals in there as yeah well. yeah yeah that's what i mean like it's yeah just so well made and, and you float in rear window from one window to another yeah as he's looking and you've sure. got enough time to kind of absorb all these different characters definitely i don't know i haven't read the short story i'm not going to pretend i have but i just feel like it was stretched a bit thin you know probably could have i don't know i don't know how you fix this exactly (laughs) maybe not wolves yeah we'll give hope at the end that they those two survive like the predator any like predator comes across as like everyone's going to die from this alien creature but Arnie, the greatest thing about it was when Arnie comes up with mud and the predator couldn't see him. And rather than run off or anything, he just builds all these traps and just says, no, nah, I'm just going to kill this guy. And it's so cool. Mm. I kind of, you know, every kid tried, was building traps in their backyard trying to hunt this invincible monster. It was just unbelievable. And this one just gave no hope. Just, oh, yeah, they're all going to die. You know, this, yes. yeah. But okay. Liam Neeson's cool. <laughs> yeah, look, I'm looking forward to Taken 2. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> Hopefully they can... They're, they're never going to top the first one. There's just no way. It's an $80 million budget on the next one, so... Well, we'll the see. last one was would have been heaps less, wouldn't it? It must have been. I think that was the charm of the first one. They got lucky. They mm. went, oh, we've got a small budget action film. Let's just do... And now it's blown up. We're like, we can add this, you know, and they're going to screw it. Maybe. That's my take. I love I love Taken, but they're not going to they're not going to top the first one. All right, well, we hope you've enjoyed listening to us rant about The Grey. Uh, <laughs> as always, you can recommend films we should review and discuss on the um, Facebook page or through Twitter. All of the links can be found at www.podmeifyoucan.com. Uh, next time, Lloyd, we're going to tackle Disney's John Carter, also recently on DVD. Apparently this one tanked, so I guess uh, Disney's probably pretty happy they've got the <laughs> Avengers franchise, huh? <clears throat> Yes. Thanks, guys. All the best.